It's like touching my lips. It's weird. <laughs> no comment. Uh, it's an uncomfortable sensation. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and this is the Monaco GP review edition. It was one of those weekends that going into it, you kind of didn't know what to expect, but I, I think it delivered, man. Overall, I think it I delivered think it, across the board. For sure. We got to see some some cars take flight, which is pretty interesting early <laughs> on in the, in the weekend. We got and to then, see uh, intimate details of a couple of cars' new floors. We did. Um, we got the, a peek under the skirt, if you will. As Christian Horner said. <laughs> and I, I imagine when they're sitting there, especially the Mercedes team, I can imagine their hearts are just dropping as that car is just penduluming through the air. Just like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. Yeah. Then they're uh, all their engineers and technicians that have done everything in the world to keep the floor design a secret. And then, oh, hey, check that out. <laughs> Everybody's cameras are skyward. <laughs> but I was thinking, right, if the car fell, would it come out of their budget cap to build a complete new car? I actually had that exact same thought process. Like, if it... Would the FIA be like, hey, it's our bad. We'll, we'll yeah, back. like, oh, so, sorry, guys. Uh, that's on us. <laughs> but, but, like, what? And then another thing, too, like, I wonder if that's ever happened. Like, the the farthest that the FIA or that somebody has dropped a car like that, like, that could be pretty dangerous. The way it's just and swinging over everybody. Over a city. The, the one meme I saw was, was like, imagine sitting on your toilet, taking a dump and seeing <laughs> Checo yeah. Perez's car fly by. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, man. All right. But so, yeah, let's uh, we'll start. I mean, there wasn't that much that happened during uh, actual practice sessions other no, than a, a very rare Lewis Hamilton crash. But to be fair, they're driving a complete new car that they had no experience with. Um, so they're oh, still I mean, to figure new that one floor, out. new side pods, new suspension. I mean, that was as new as new gets. And right, that was nice. a really bold strategy by Mercedes, too, to bring that to this race, which I think we talked about that in the last one, but yeah, you don't really normally test new things in Monaco. Yeah, not it's too dangerous. Um, and surprisingly, Lewis and George both seemed really happy with the car setup all the way up until qualifying. Yeah, and even you know looking beyond at the end of the weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I think they might be onto something. Like again, you're not going to tell too much from this one. We'll have to hold and wait until we get to Spain, but they were looking pretty strong. Yeah, they look great. I'm excited to uh, to see in Spain with more actual like data points how that plays out. But um, yeah, overall, nothing too crazy through the practices um, other than a couple of small crashes um, to include Lewis's that they, for those of y'all that didn't see it, they had to crane the car out and they lifted it like five or six stories into the air to swing it around the track. And so the car was just way up there. It was um, comically when they first high in the air. It up, when they first picked it up, because they pick it up like by the halo, it started penduluming back and forth and swinging, and it was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Like that it, was. I yeah. wonder. I wonder if because they they it seems like they all have the same pickup point, and if it was swinging like that, I wonder if that is an indicator that maybe the weight balance is off or something. I was wondering that myself. I was like, man, isn't that supposed to be like 50-50? Like, I'm pretty sure the pickup points are probably like regulated, you know, parts of the chassis that everyone has the same. I don't know. That's quite yeah. interesting. Who knows? I'd like to see a, 
a, a breakdown of how they actually do that. Like that would be a cool behind the scenes, like how the stewards connect and pick up the cars. Yep. Um, I did notice after that, um, how many cranes were around the track. Yeah. They had cranes mm-hmm. like pre-positioned everywhere to get a car out quickly, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That's one of the, the tough tracks like for recovery. So like we were talking about in that diamond, uh, story that we put up on, on yep. Instagram, they don't really, once the car crashes, a lot of times, depending on where it is, they'll just pick it up and set it on the other side of the barriers and it just waits till the end of the race. Yeah. Um, when was it? When did Carlos Sainz do the Carlos Sainz special? Was that during Quali? Uh, I believe he did do one during Quali. It seemed like he was doing them all weekend. Yeah, he was. It was. Yeah, Sainz had a rough weekend. It's definitely a weekend to forget. Well, let's get. Let's go ahead and get into Quali. So, um, beautiful day. It's hot. The track was hot, sunny, completely dry. Beautiful day for Quali. And uh, out of the gate, Perez just swings her on into turn one <laughs> at full speed and just yeets it into the barriers. Dude, immediately. <laughs> like, we barely got going. And he didn't just kind of overcommit to that cr- that corner. He slammed the bar- barrier <laughs> sideways. That was it, a hard hit. Oh, my gosh, for sure. And for me, like, I, I still, I'm, I'm kind of a Red Bull fan, but for me, I was like, I'm banking on my predictions coming right so when i saw that i was inside i was like yes one down one to go <laughs> if you remember my predictions for the race so with nothing for red bulls what you had predicted exactly um, exactly yeah he yeets it in there on the first lap holy crap destroys the car side pod like those those barriers give pretty hard and the whole car side of that car got destroyed and then it got I- airplaned into the air for everyone to see you know we did a side-by-side comparison of what mercedes new floor looks like compared to red bulls now yeah it, you know what in a lot of ways they're kind of similar too they were i but, thought red bulls actually had a whole lot more going on in the front of it than mercedes did that was the thing i noticed but yeah i think um, along with destroying the car he destroyed any fleeting hope of a world drivers championship as yeah. well <laughs> bye-bye it, it's crazy to think that he, you know, going into Miami was six points behind, and a lot of people thought he was going to take it, and now he's just gone. He's almost the, 40. Championship. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, and we're only on race six. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that was a heartbreaker for sure. You all of a sudden know you're in Monaco starting at P20. Like, you're done. Might as well yep. hang it up. It's the weekend. Um, Hamilton was really struggling in Q1 and Q2. Um, yeah, he almost didn't make it to Q2 for a second. Yeah. He, uh, that was looking real worrisome. He was complaining about the car. George Russell was up in like six, but he just looked like he was struggling. And so we get a couple of big time losers in Q1. Both Hasses are out. P15, P16, gone. Sergeant, Yuki's, or Yuki, uh, Yu and Perez all out in Q1. So, you know, Albon had made it through and Botas made it through, but Sergeant and Joe didn't, and both Hasses failed, which if you remember from my prediction, I predicted a points finish for them. That went out the window immediately, yeah. as well as Perez getting P2 from my predictions out the window <laughs> immediately. Um, So then we go into Q2 where Lando smacks the wall pretty hard. He actually hits, he hits two walls. Um. He hit. Yeah, that was an interesting one. You see him go into the wall, and you're like, how do you go off like that? But then when they show the replay, you see the floppy left wheel as he's going into the wall. Yep. And then back it up a little bit. And, and what's crazy is this is twice now that he's done this. Yeah, it is. So is he trying to overcome for shortcomings in that car or just a lapse of judgment for a second? 
I don't know, but he uh, he smacked that wall pretty hard and was, uh, you know, but he made it through. I thought that was the cool thing. He he damaged the car, but he made it on through um, to Q3. So that was really all for Q2. It was pretty lame. Piastri went out, DeVries, Albon, Lance Stroll went out, P14, and Botas. Big, what the hell happened to Lance Stroll? Because it didn't look like he had any damage on the car. It looked like he just had no lap time. Right. Yeah, and I I feel like this weekend was kind of one of those watershed moments I think for Aston Martin and Lance Stroll, yep. Um, where you just get to see just I mean we've seen it all year, but there's still been a little bit of hope that maybe Lance would be able to extract more, but he's just so far behind what Alonso is able to do with that car. Yeah, he is, and uh, I think there's a couple of Ferrari drivers that are much better that would be quite happy to be in an Aston Martin right now. I think there's a lot of drivers in many teams <laughs> that would like to be there. But they've got that one big Daddy Lawrence throw speed bump to get over. They got the one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about that more later in the race, too. But, yeah, weekend to absolutely forget to Lance Stroll. And if he wasn't trying to just be gray man and survive before this, he definitely got called out. Yep. Um, it was pretty ugly. So we go into Q3, which was rank pandemonium. This, for me, was the highlight of the entire season. It was Q3 it was. this weekend. It was amazing. Holy shit. The amount of times jumping to the board and the amount of times for how fast they kept going was insane. You're like, yeah. every time one of them would purple everything and go to the top of the charts, you're like, that's it. No one's beating that. And then Alonzo comes around, knocks freaking three tenths off of it. And you're like, holy shit. Like... Dude, when, when I looked and I saw Esteban Ocon in provisional polls, like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it it was insane the way the times were tumbling. Um, wow. So, um, at, so, at the end of Q3, across the top nine, actually across the entire top 10 of Q3, was less than 0.9 of, point, uh, nine tenths of a second. That's crazy. The entire grid was split by nine tenths of a second. The top six were less than 0.4. <laughs> That's how close this was. That is wild. So Ocon takes it, and then Alonzo takes it, and then Leclerc takes provisional pole, and you're like, there it is, hometown boys pulling it out. But all of a sudden, you look down, and Alonzo's got two purple sectors, and it's coming around. Yep. And you're going, oh, well, there's no stopping that. And Alonzo puts it way out in front. Um. And then Max is all that's left, and he's coming around. Uh, sector one, he does a green. Sector two, he does a green. But it shows he's two-tenths of a second down at the end of sector two. And you're like, well, that's it. Alonzo's yep. on top. There's, be there's no way. No way you can make up that difference in, in the final sector. Max, in 18 seconds of a sector, pulls out two-and-a-half-tenths and sets it on top. So, for me, this weekend, Max Verstappen just put on a masterclass he did and it's there's so many people that still or, or a lot of people that i see especially online that are absolute max verstappen haters and talk about how it's only the car and he's never going to be as good as you know so and so or whatever i think that he has shut the door on that conversation like yeah. he's proved like yeah he is in the fastest car but you know what he's also the one of the or the best driver right now and he absolutely proved it by if nothing else than that Q3 performance, which is that sector incredible. three perform performance <laughs> in Q3, just the one freaking sector 
the poll and he entered, they interviewed him afterwards and he said that he basically, you know, the engineer called down to him that he's two tenths down going into sector three. And he said, well, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to send it. We're already going to lose and I'm going to be in whatever, you know, spot I am now. So might as well just send it. And so he clipped two walls going around there, but you know, did it. Yeah. It was a perfect sector. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) It is incredible though. So we have, uh, you know, at that point starting, you know, end of qualifying was Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso, uh, Charles Leclerc, Esteban Arcon, signs, um, moving it on down. And then Leclerc gets a three-place grid penalty for holding up Lando Norris in Q3. Yo, if Leclerc did not have bad luck, this guy would have no luck at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sad at this point. It's like, you know what? Expect the unexpected from Leclerc. <laughs> yeah, just... Talk, man. But, but, but they when showed you saw the, the video, I mean, that wasn't like a slight hang up. I mean, he was just sitting in the middle of the road. And Lando had to completely bail out of his lap. Right. You imagine coming through that tunnel at that speed and seeing a car there. That's, you know, frightening completely. Yeah. Like, so that was completely it, it was on Ferrari engineers and Ferrari strategists for not telling Leclerc that Lando was coming around. Like, Oh, you mean Ferrari strategists dropped the ball again? Yeah, I know. Crazy to think oh. that never happens. <laughs> um, so man, what a fun quality. Um, I thought that was great. And then we're getting to the race. Yep. So after that quality, which was, you know, adrenaline to the max, it's like, all right, all we gotta do now is get through one turn and then we're gonna have hopefully a better idea if Alonzo can pull this out or not. Yes. But and uh. I thought it got interesting really fast. As soon as they took the tire covers off, you see Max is on mediums and Alonzo's on hards. Yep. Very clear, which really surprised me. I was, well, let's set the stage a little bit first, right? Let me back it up. Chance of rain in the distance. You can see over the mountains, there's a whole lot of rain clouds and it's heading towards Monaco. The question is, is when will the rain hit? So a couple of different tire, you know, decisions to be made. Do you start on softs, try and get a great start, but you're gonna have to pit soon. And then if the rain hits, you'll have to pit again for the enters. Do you go for mediums? Hope to hold that all the way to the rain. Do you go for hards? You, you know, there's the the rain being thrown in and being in route was really making for some interesting decision making. Yeah. And you see Alonzo on hards, Max on mediums, and you're like, okay, Aston's trying to play the long game here. Like they're they're hoping for the rain to come. Yep. And it's yeah, you're you're right. It's such a big variable. And then the fact that it was also spotty like you didn't know if it was actually going to come or not yeah it it was i I, I bet the tire strategists were racking their brains for that one so i thought that was really interesting um because i think i would have put alonzo on softs and had him get out in front of max and just you know do everything you can worst case scenario you're going to pit and and you're going to end up in p2 anyway i think that's what i would have done but you know i'm just a podcaster (laughs) <laughs> I agree though. I thought the same thing. For me, it's like do whatever you can to get in front and try to then dictate the race. Yeah. But you know, because the long game's gonna be Max sailing off into the distance saying, see you later. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the race starts. Mac uh, easy start. No, nothing crazy. I actually don't think a single person moved in any grid position whatsoever around the first couple of turns. No drama. Easy day. Um, 
There's a little bit of a shakeup towards the back of the pack going around the hairpin. There's so many cars wide going through there that they all stopped at some point. Like a couple of cars got rear-ended, front wings started getting a little messed up. Um, <laughs> Dude, that Lowe's hairpin was pure chaos. It was like going to your local karting track with a bunch of children <laughs> all trying to get into the turn together. And freaking Lance Stroll trying to go somewhere where there's not enough room. Yeah. He tried to go to the outside of Sargent. Clearly, there's only half a car there. This yeah. guy just tries to just bulldoze his way through. And it's like, I, what are you doing, Lance? What are you doing? Yeah. I don't, Lance, I don't know if you know this, but Monaco's got really narrow streets <laughs> that four cars wide don't fit through. He's like, maybe if I make myself real skinny. <laughs> I like how David Coulthard was like, Lance Stroll trying to go around the outside at the Lowe's hairpin. I've never seen it before. I'm not saying that it can't be done. <laughs> I really actually enjoyed the crap out of his commentary more so this weekend. Is that a Scottish or an Irish accent? I don't know. I was watching it with some buddies who are kind of casual Formula One fans. And I think for them, too, the highlight was him and his metaphors. The oh, my. He, he, was saying. he was wrestling it like an octopus. <laughs> what does wrestling like an octopus mean? I don't. <laughs> I wrote that one down. Susan said it. We all three just look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely the highlight commentator so we get around there we're at lap two and Perez pits for hard tires I I wrote down pits Perez goes to hards on purpose question mark like <laughs> I mean it's it's honestly what else are you gonna do just try to take it as long as you can at that point and hopefully you don't have to stop again that's why I was like, this must have been on purpose because, okay, you're already in last place. Like, it's a shit show in the back of the pack. Do your one mandatory stop, throw hards on, and Checo just manage your tires. And when everyone else pits, you'll come on through. I guess that was the plan, which isn't a bad plan, I guess, if it works. Right. But it, it doesn't work. I don't it's Spoiler. what's happened. Um, so then the race kind of keeps going, and I get to lap 12 next, where uh, Signs yeets it on into the back of uh, Ocon there. Tries to blame yeah. Ocon for brake checking, and then you go to the replay, and and Signs is just barreling down the hill. Ocon's doing the normal race car thing where you brake before you turn. <laughs> you know, so that you make the turn? So, <laughs> and freaking Signs just locks it up. Uh, I'm a smooth operator. (laughs) (laughs) Goes through the chicane, is in front of him. He's missing the front end plate from his car. And you're just like, bro, what the? And he's like, he brake checked me. (laughs) No, he just (laughs) braked. He was swerving under braking. He was turning (laughs) into the turn, Carlos. He's just doing whatever. He's like, oh, please don't blame me. Please, no more penalties. No more penalties. But but because of that, I don't know how he didn't because when that he had that floppy end plate, um, it seems like they should have pitted the car. And yeah. then, they, and then even, the end plate the, fell off. Right. Even the commentators are talking about it. Um, and then the plate fell off and you see it hit not only, I forget whose car, but then it hit Leclerc's car as well. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have ruined Leclerc's race right there too. Yeah, Ferrari on Ferrari violence. (laughs) And they don't need any of that. (laughs) They've got enough of that going on. They really don't need any more of that. Um, So that was kind of interesting. And then 
My next notes are down at lap 18. Do you got anything? Uh, so, no, no, not to 18. Um, so, I noticed on lap 18, Sergeant's tires, the wear from them, he was on softs, just fell off the map. And that yeah. dude got passed by like five cars, and they left him out for another lap. You're like, Williams, what are you doing, man? I don't, he's already dead. Like, what are you doing over there? And Sergeant just got passed and passed and passed. And I noticed at that point, Alonzo was 7.7 seconds off of Max, and he thought he had a tire puncture because the front front end wasn't working right. Yeah. And yeah, was that like, was... Uh-oh. Yeah, it's like, no, come on. Don't kill the dream just yet. But yeah, you could see, like, he just couldn't keep up with Max. Yeah. Um. So then lap 21, I've got the Ferrari tire bluff of the century. Was it, though? <laughs> I hope, that for was... their sake, I hope for their sake they knew it was a bluff. He's <laughs> like, go ahead and pit to pass Ocon. He's like, bro, <laughs> they're yelling it. They're looking at the Alpine pit wall. Pit to pass Ocon. <laughs> nah, we're going to get him. <laughs> it was, um, the signs was on hard tires, too, and they're like, pit for hards to pass Ocon. And you're like, you don't think Alpine realizes that you're not going to Lap 18 on hards pit for more hards? Like, what the? Who came feel, up with that brilliant idea, okay? I feel like Ferrari is just trolling everybody at this point. Like, this can't be serious. I'm wondering if, you're, if your signs are Leclerc at that point. That, that's not a confidence boost because you're like, are these motherfuckers real? Like, this Come might be this. real. He might actually be thinking this. Oh, you know Charles Leclerc does. He's, he's like, please. Don't mess with me. <laughs> Just give it to me straight. Not again. <laughs> Jeez, man. I don't know how far the Ferrari has fallen. <laughs> that was the worst. Even David Cawthorn was like, that was a bluff, right? Like, <laughs> what was that? Oh, oh, man. Um. So then I go down to lap 35 where. Max is lapping Perez. And you're like, oof. That's yeah. That's not good. Not, not looking good. Um but, and then and uh, then go ahead. Yeah, and then right then we have Perez crashing into K Mag in the chicane. Yeah. And then that was that right was his first front wing, right? That was the first front wing, yes. <laughs> Perez this weekend. We'll read the stats later, but he had uh, an eventful weekend, <laughs> to say the least. Yo, you're in the back at Monaco. Like, put a set of hards on, put some music on, and just go. Like, you're not smart, Take it easy. Man. Take it easy. Right there, but... <laughs> like, no, Tranquilo no, Perez. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, and then the lap after that, man, Signs was pissed at Ferrari <laughs> on the radio. Yes, he was. <laughs> I love it. They're like, oh, we pitted the cover off Hamilton. He's like, I don't care about Hamilton. <laughs> oh, man. But it, it shows there's like such a disconnect and a rift between the Ferrari drivers and the Ferrari team management. It seems oh, like. man. And it's just it's getting to the point now where it's starting to boil over very publicly. And yes. I mean, there's going to come a point where it's irreparable differences. Right. And, and somebody's going to have to make a move. Yeah, it's. 
It's coming. You see the the post. We'll get to it, but the post race interview with Leclerc. God, dog, you could have. That guy's heart has been ripped out. I mean, he he's might a need shell to, of a man. He needs to be on suicide watch right now, <laughs> dog. Uh, that's gonna be, he's gonna show up just dressed in black to the next race. <laughs> there's not a phase. <laughs> Those poor bastards. Uh, it gets worse because lap 53 <laughs> we have rain oh my gosh and so what's crazy to me about this is it's i feel like they're all pulling their data from the same place <laughs> but they're all interpreting it massively different like you've got i forget who they're talking to on the radio but it's like oh we're expecting rain you know towards the end of the race you know 15 20 minutes the very next onboard that they play their team radio they play they're like oh it's gonna rain next lap and this yep. is for a different team so it's like how do you have different teams pulling the same info interpreting it so differently and of course you know it started to rain yeah and it, it wasn't just a little bit like and, and it was only on a portion of the track and so uh, you know now you're waiting this is the when you have this uncertainty especially with rain it makes formula one so much more fun because what do you yeah. do do you stay on your slicks because three quarters of the lap is dry and you can make up your time and then you hope to survive your way on through um, the small wet section? But as that wet section gets worse or bigger, like, what do you do? Do you go to inners? Do you go to full wets? Like, is this going to stop raining and dry out immediately? Who's going to make decisions? And Aston Martin jumps in immediately and pits Alonzo. You're like, yes. ah, good for you, Aston Martin. It, like you're 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 playing ahead and put mediums on. Dude, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it was like at that point, I'm like, good thing, just like you. Yeah, they're pulling him in. He's gonna get some time. Max is gonna be out there struggling. But no. Back on with the slicks. And and your and your pit lane penalties is dropped drastically because instead of doing one minute fifteens around this track, people are doing one minute thirty fives. Okay, you have twenty seconds slower around the track, so your pit stop is less painful right now. And you throw slicks on; it's raining. Did everybody around did you Fer is did Ferrari <laughs> get a? Did y'all not believe? Was it? Were y'all listening to Ferrari's team radio and they said it's raining? And so you're like, the, no, it's not. The Ferrari bluff. They're like, hey, Aston. <laughs> we're gonna put slicks on <laughs> I, but, and then you know everybody around you is putting on inners and then yep. you see it and max because, hasn't come in yet everyone yep. a lot of the back markers are diving in and throwing inners on max stays out another lap um alonzo comes out that lap on the slicks and you're like okay this is interesting both ferraris are still out there um mercedes dove in through intermediates on and then on that lap after everyone starts to dive in, signs yeets it on down uh, the casino square into uh, into the runoff area and Leclerc passes him, which is a big deal because you're going to double stack your cars. You want to be the first one in the stack, especially <laughs> at Ferrari. And you you just gave up your whole advantage because you slid oh. on into the runoff. Ferrari's come in to do a double stack to throw enters on. Um, which they actually did without a hitch, both sub three second, you know, stops for both the drivers, really good pit stop, double stack on to the inners. They've been practicing. They've they been practicing. got it right. <laughs> like um, we waited one year for this opportunity. Don't blow it. 
Yep. And then Alonzo comes around, has to pit for a second time to throw enters on now. And he comes out a good 20, 25 seconds behind Max. Yeah. I'm um, yelling at the TV at this point. Yes. I'm like, that's a that's a pit stop right there. Your your difference, your interval is now pit stop. You could have potentially came out in front. Yep. They absolutely could have. Um, they were having the cars are having to drive so slow through the that wet section um that if they had put enters on first. And I don't know what they were th- ah, it's just the whole thing. So at the same time, you're grumbling about that, and then Lance Stroll just, you know, pulls the old Carlos signs and knocks the whole front wing off his car. <laughs> I love how when they show the the, the replay of it, uh, I think it was David Coulthard was like, something's wrong. It's like, yeah, no crap. <laughs> There's parts of his car that are missing. He has no front steering because the wing's under it. He's just like pinballing it, bouncing <laughs> off of this wall over to this wall. <laughs> and it finally hits another wall and it knocks the wing out of his wheels and he can steer again to come home and retire the car. Oh, man. Freaking Lance. Um, K-Mag almost. He's coming. K-Mag's the last car. Now on track, that's not on wet tires, and he's trying to make it right. He's right next to the pits and can't stop the car and <laughs> runs it into the wall. Um, he was luckily able to reverse and get around and into the pits to get some some wets on. Um, but yeah, just total rank pandemonium for like four laps. It it was it got so exciting. Like for me, there was Monaco before rain and Monaco after rain this weekend, yes. and they are completely different races. And it was one of those where it's like. Like I said, the guys I was watching it with, casual fans, so they were getting kind of bored with it. As soon as the rain comes, you see them both sit up, and they're like, this is awesome. <laughs> yes. all the carnage everywhere. It was amazing. It was insane trying to keep up with the what was going on. <laughs> George Russell spun out, and Lewis got past him. Um, I, I don't even know how many people were pinballing off of walls. Lando bumped into a wall. Checo, Max. I mean, it was crazy. Um. And then a couple of cars go on to full wets. Perez comes in and, and goes on to f- the brand new full wets that don't need tire blankets. Three of the cars did. Um, and so now you're like, damn, is it raining that hard? We're like, do we are we going to get another round of pits to get full wet tires? Because if so, this is going to get really crazy. Yep. But uh, but the rain kind of held off a little bit and was light. And, and basically, everyone kind of just stayed on inners. Yeah, you could tell it was at that point. Perez is just a guinea pig to see, yep. you know, what to do with Max, which I mean, to make it makes sense. You're at the back. Your race is gone anyways. We're just going to use you as a test session. Yeah. Thanks for uh, knocking on another wing off too in that time period, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, so really kind of a lot of fun there. And then it kind of said schedule or scheduled. And then it kind of just ran into, you know, once it all got figured out and everyone got in, in ducks in a row again, you know, wasn't too much more carnage except for poor Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> he was <laughs> who so gets pissed off. Clipped by the McLarens, which I'm happy, right? We got double pass from Lando and Piastri getting by Yuki. And it drops Yuki down to 11th place. You got McLaren double points. Yuki's in 11th, and even the uh, commentators were like, hey, that's awesome. Yuki is still not finished below 11th place, and as they finished the sentence, he spun off the track and, like, four <laughs> cards passed him. And you're just like, oh. Uh, yeah, it was a tough day for Yuki. But I will say, in all that, when you had the Norris and Piastri pass on Yuki, for Piastri, gained a lot of points in my book because when he goes off the dry line into the wet, 
coming down to that turn, I was like, oh, you know, this is a rookie. Yeah. He has a high probability of sending it straight into that wall, but he held it together and he got around cleanly and, you know, good on Piastri. I think that there's definitely a lot of promise and a bright future for that kid if he keeps it up. Absolutely. And honestly, the McLaren car did really well this weekend. They did. I didn't have a lot of hopes for it, but they did a really good job, I thought. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, next week at a more traditional circuit and hopefully better weather, we'll be able to see some true improvements in both them and the Mercedes, hopefully. Yeah, I'm really excited. So that's basically all I got for the race. You got anything else till the final lap? Uh, No, that, that was it. So... Race ends, Max Verstappen, P1, Alonso, P2, and Esteban Ocon for his third podium ever in P3, followed by Lewis, George, Leclerc, Pierre Gasly, Carlos Sainz, Lando, and Oscar. Those all your points yeah, and, finishers. And Lewis with the fastest lap as well. Lewis with the fastest lap. Yeah, so that's was, why I'm excited to see what they do next weekend on an actual he, circuit. Yes, and the the vibe around Mercedes is a whole lot better right now. They seem to be pretty happy with the car, but man, what a fun, honestly, like the beginning of the race was kind of standard Monaco, but there was enough shakeups in the lineup that as it, it was still entertaining and interesting, but then the rain hit mm-hmm. and it was just game on. You know what I was thinking when they brought Alonzo in and put him on mediums, um, that was very reminiscent to... Aston Martin did the same thing with Vettel. I can't remember which race it was. Even though it was Vettel who made the call, they asked him which yeah, tire he wanted. And he said slick. And then, you know, very, immediately coming out of the pits, he was like, yeah, this is the wrong choice. And very next lap had to come in and pit again. Um, so that was very reminiscent of that. And then the other thing was on the post-race interview when they were talking to Lando about how they pitted, same thing, brought him in for hards. Um, I wonder how much of that, was kind of dictated by his decision to stay out too long in Sochi that time when he was winning the yes. race and decided to stay out, even though they still put him on hards. Um, but I know for him, it's just like probably a little slightly reminiscent of that and a little bit more heartbreak for Lando, but at least he I, got in the points. I just want to point out that Max did 55 laps on a set of mediums. Yes. And they, that apparently those uh, Pirelli said those tires were only supposed to go 41 or 42 laps. Yeah, the pit window for the hards was 45 to 53 laps. And Max took the mediums that far. And he said in the post-race that he had to. Alonzo was on hards behind him. They knew the rain was coming. So he was like, I didn't have any choice, but I had to keep those tires alive. And I mean, I think that it cannot be understated what a masterclass Max did this weekend. Yeah, I I think a lot of it shows not only how good of a driver he is, but how intelligent like his race intelligence, his race IQ to be able to, you know, you see it in all the greats, Lewis Hamilton, Alonzo, they're able to kind of think and think about strategy and help with the strategy while they're driving. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's what sets those type of drivers apart. And I definitely see it in Max. I know everybody gets tired of seeing the same person win all the time, but I mean, you got to give the guy credit. Yeah. I would love to see a little more competition on the front, but I am, at the same time, Red Bull has just outdone themselves. They put the perfect car together this season. Max has done, been perfect as a driver. Uh, I mean, it makes sense why they're so far out in front. Yeah, and like you said, you'd like to see more competition, but you can't fault Red Bull for that. You can no. fault Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, everybody else for that. Absolutely. So, ton of fun. Great Monaco Grand Prix. Um, definitely one for the record books. Max is now a two-time Monaco winner. Um so, time, uh, I thought it was a great weekend. So, heroes and zeros. 
All right. You want me to start off? Go for it. All right. We'll start off with my zeros. And I'm sure some of our zeros are probably going to be pretty similar. Yeah. There's some clear heroes, clear zeros this weekend. Yeah. So my first zero, I'm going to go yeah, Checo, man. Yeah. He just not a good weekend for him. And on that, let me read some of the stats for Checo for this weekend. Checo, on race day alone, he was lapped twice. He had three crashes, two front wings. <laughs> he used four, let's see, hard tires, medium tires, intermediate tires, full wet tires, and he yep. had five five pit stops. Like, this guy was doing a lot. He had an eventful race. Yeah, to finish... Um, um uh let's see i'm still scrolling still scrolling oh there he is down in p16 two laps behind the race leader Mm. just not good i think the biggest thing also and we talked about it a little bit earlier you know at at one point it was man checo might actually be able to compete with max for the championship and i think this weekend was a nope no he's not yep um yeah it's definitely clear now um all right, so my other two zeros, I have, they're kind of related, but I have Aston Martin. I just, I'm so upset with that one, that, that tire Pits choice up. for Alonzo. Like, it's little, but it's big, you know? So for that, I put them as a whole. My other zero, though, is freaking Lance Stroll. Like, this guy, just for that one Lowe's hairpin incident, there's like 10 feet of space. Your car's 20 feet right. You know, I know the numbers aren't exact, right? But there's not enough room is what I'm saying. You can't just shove that car in there and hope that it works. Yeah. So he's my other zero for the weekend. What do so you got? I, I've got Perez. I've also got Stroll there. Not not so much Aston Martin as a whole. Yeah, I want to fault them for that tire choice. Um, it was a total gamble. One that could have paid off in huge spades, and it just didn't. It was a... but. I felt like it wasn't a Ferrari strategy move. It was a pit for hards to pass Ocon. <laughs> <laughs> and they came did that on, twice too. We, yeah. we glassed, glossed over that. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, they were, there's some thought there. It was a total gamble going against the rest of the pack, thinking the rain was going to stop and it just didn't work out. But man, Lance Stroll, like I think that this weekend, We've always talked that he is not with Alonzo, but we asked the question earlier in the season, how bad does Lance have to do before Daddy Stroll has to do something about it? And this weekend, I think, was a huge step in the glaring issue of Lance Stroll. Yeah. They clearly have a car that can begin to fight for at least second place in the in the the Constructors' Championship. But to do that, you need two drivers that are consistently finishing in the points, and they don't have that. No. And I want to point out that because of that, Aston Martin is P2 in the constructor standing by one point. Right. Okay. Aston Martin has 120 points. Mercedes has 119. Of Aston Martin's 120 points, Fernando has 93 of them. Right. And you got to think that's only because he's been on the podium, what, four out of five races so far. Mercedes, now that they're starting to get their act together, they're going to quickly surpass Aston Martin because you got Lance Stroll out there just flapping in the wind, <laughs> flapping in the wind. And it's just, it's, it's not, I don't know. I, I think as a businessman, they're going to have to have a heart to heart very soon. Yes. Yeah, they are. Um, and I don't think, man, it's a whole, not- we could do a whole conversation on Lance Stroll. I don't know if anyone would pick him up, but 
I, maybe maybe Lawrence goes and buys a, an indie team. Put him maybe. in indie. Like I don't know, but that's that's going to be that's Stroll was a huge zero this weekend for that. The other one yep. I put is is Ferrari as a whole, but Carlos Sainz. Yes, Carlos Sainz yeah. had an absolute weekend to forget, and it's not his first one this season. And it it was Ferrari in general wasn't good, but God, Sainz was bad. Carlos Sainz is now going to be known as the not so smooth operator. <laughs> it's, it's just not good. It's not working out for his, him. His complaining about Ocon was he was <laughs> swerving under braking. He was turning into the your, turn that you missed. Strong, <laughs> Don't fault him. Ocon's yeah. on a hell of a drive right now. <laughs> you tried to end it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's your heroes? All right. My heroes, I. Speaking of him, I got uh, Esteban Ocon. You know, he he put it together. He had a good quality session. He had a good race. Wound up on the podium. I'm not an Esteban Ocon fan whatsoever, but you got to respect it. Yep. Uh, Who else you got? All right. So my other ones I have, uh, I got, I'll go for the the easy, the gimme, Max Verstappen. I mean, it's masterclass of a weekend. Absolute great weekend. Um, and for my last one, I actually have uh, the commentators for their incredible demand of the English language and their <laughs> metaphors. I like how DC's like, it's like, what do you say? It's like walking with leather soled shoes on a wet tile floor. And he's like, or ice. Or, yeah, <laughs> and then the, the octopus statement. <laughs> I, I wrote down, what, what else did he say? Um, Oh man, I can't find it right. He said some other stuff. It was just wild. Oh, he's talking about his girlfriend. He's like, I'll just call me girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> See about the weather. Like, I I love it. Excellent it commentary great. this weekend. Him, him and Fernando's car. I am driving like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So good. No, that's All totally right, what true. The gimme's max. Uh yeah. that was a no-brainer. Um, I put Mercedes as a hole down. Holy crap, man. Mercedes brought a whole upgrade package, a whole new floor, which we all saw, uh, side pods, front wing, suspension. I mean, it's a brand new car in Monaco, and you finish it fourth and fifth? Yep. Like, damn. Good job. Good well job. done. Uh, so Mercedes for sure. And then I've got Alonzo down. I really was trying to look for some of the back markers. Um. Alonzo had a great weekend. P2, best finish yet. He really did a great job all the way around. Um, yeah. But, you know, I couldn't put McLaren as a heroes. They got a double points finish. But McLaren should be a double points finish every True. time. Don't, I'm not patting you guys on the back for being 9 and 10. Yeah. Like, at all, actually. Um, you know, Yuki got hosed and fell out. Both Haases were way in the... Like, there's... None of the back markers that really stepped, took a step forward and showed themselves. It was kind of... It's kind of hard to pick one of those. Yep, I agree. Um, Alonzo Alonso deserves it. He had a great weekend. He did. And look, he's one step closer. You see the picture of the podium where he's got his foot on the top step? I did see that. <laughs> he's over there like winking uh, at the camera like, it's coming. I love it. I love how like their marketing team I think is great because they posted, you remember, what was it, 
two weeks ago, or maybe it was Miami, whichever one were in the background of the interviews, he's like sniffing the flowers. Yes. Like, oh, and they're showing that. Well, they put out a promo package this weekend on Instagram where he's just going around watering all the flowers, <laughs> and, like taking care of the flowers. I love it. Did you see Aston Martin's revenue numbers? No, no. So someone, I'll pull it up, but someone released a thing showing F1 as a marketing. And this year alone, Aston Martin group has like doubled their revenue. Wow. And they just released the DB12. They did it in that Aston Martin green, same as the Formula One car. But they're really talking about how good of a job Lawrence Stroll is doing and how much it's benefiting the car manufacturer. Yeah, Lawrence Stroll is an absolute beast when it comes to business, it seems like. Looking up his story, if anybody hasn't seen that, there's plenty of videos on YouTube. You can look up his story and how he got all of his We did an episode on it, too. Yeah. Like, it's incredible, man. It's impressive. So let's get to our, uh, let's get to review our, um, predictions, our predictions. Mm. Yeah. And you know, I, uh, I got my rain that I wanted, I got, got close, but you know, what? almost doesn't count. Right. No, All right. No. So let's see, who did you have for your poll prediction? I had max. Okay. I, uh, oops. you had Leclerc. I did. I had Leclerc almost uh, for a second there for a second. First he had it for a second there. Um, Oh man, your P1 through P3 was shaken up and a swing and a miss. Yeah, so my P3, I had Lewis Hamilton. Close. close. No cigar. My P2, I had Charles Leclerc. Not so close. But my P1, I had Alonzo. So I was within one place for two of them, but yep. again, there's no half points. I had Alonzo in P3, so miss. I had Checo in P2, swing and a miss. Big and miss. I had Max taking the victory, so... Yeah. I got one point there, and then, oh, God, wild card. Wild card. Okay, so my wild card, Lando, after the race, said it almost came true, but I had Lando Norris, top five, He was, and he did say, he was like, if I didn't pit for hards and I would have went straight to inners, I probably could have got P5. Yeah. So McLaren ruined it for me. I had Haas points finish. Oh, not even close. Bad weekend for uh, Haas. They were borderline one of the losers of the weekend. Yep. So after this weekend, right, we all said that um, Monaco is probably the greatest chance for another team to take down Red Bull, right? Yep. Can Red Bull win out the rest of the season? No, it's not going to happen. I mean, I think it's going to take a DNF or or it's going to either take a DNF or some sort of damage. Because, I mean, I was about to say maybe if Max takes the penalty, starts at the back, but we've already seen that. He's just going to fly through the pack again. It's yeah. going to take Max not finishing a race or experiencing some big damage to his car. Um, but barring that, I know it's a long season, but barring that, I could definitely see them winning out. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah, I totally agree. It'll be really interesting to see. I'm excited for Barcelona. I'm excited to see the upgrade packages brought, the upgrades that are already being brought, and how they actually compare on a real track. I'm excited for a real traditional track. Yes, me too. Is we've had so many street tracks finally get Imla and then it gets taken out from us. And now I'm, we're back at the mother of all street tracks. So please let us get a regular circuit. I, and let I us am get excited some good for a normal track and normal strategy. Yeah. So that's so, going to be a good one. Spain coming up this weekend. Excited. We'll have a prediction podcast out on Thursday and uh, yeah. Great Monaco weekend. Yeah, it was, man. It's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm happy. I'm pleased with the weekend. I was too. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Dylan, you got anything else? That's it, Kurt. Sweet. Well, 
We'll talk to you guys next time. And on that note, stay classy, America. See you next time.